because how your brain works when your energy get levels are getting too low when your body is like whoa we're, we're super energy deficient right now you're going to get crazy urges to eat more high calorie high sugar foods because calories are energy right so every time that we're restricting and thinking oh yeah we're going to compensate for the binge last night or we're trying to be good today or we're just basically trying to restrict to change our body size we are telling our brain hey um, we're super low energy right now, so later on we're probably going to try to get that energy levels way back up by eating a bunch of sugary, high-calorie food. Welcome to Weighing In on Happy, the only podcast that dives deep into discussions around weight, eating disorders, mental health, body image, intuitive eating, wellness, confidence, and so much more. Each week you'll be coached through different stories and strategies on how to start living your best life today. So if you're ready, here's your host, Victoria Evans. This episode has been brought to you by my Craving Food Freedom one-on-one coaching program. If you're looking to stop food fear and guilt so you can eat effortlessly and intuitively, then be sure to check out my website, www.victoriaevansofficial.com to apply to work with me. Now, before we dive into this episode, I wanted to say that this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, and sometimes entertainment. So do not take what is said in this podcast as medical advice. Please seek medical health professionals. I just wanted to let you know that the audio from this podcast episode has been taken from a YouTube video that I filmed earlier this week. So if I make any mention of something visual, like at the end of this video you'll see, or something along those lines, then that is the reason why. All right, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey there, and welcome to this video where I'm going to be sharing my five top tips for how to overcome bulimia. So before we do that, I'm going to give you a little bit of context about who I am and how I developed bulimia and ultimately then how I overcame it. My name is Victoria Evans and I struggled with bulimia since the age of 12, which meant that for over 10 years I had this horrible, horrible eating disorder and it really took over my life in so many ways. So from the age of 12, it was kind of on and off, and then it wasn't until my late teens, early 20s, uh, that I'd gone on a really, really restrictive diet. So I'd gone on Instagram, I'd looked up the influencer with the best abs, and I bought her 12-week weight loss guaranteed program. So on this program, it was extremely restrictive. I was working out countless number of hours a day, and I was losing weight really, really quickly. People were praising me, telling me, you know, I'm an inspiration, blah, 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 but I was starving. I was starving. And so initially it was anorexia and orthorexia. And then eventually as this continued on and my body continued to shrink away and I was becoming more restrictive, it started to turn to binge eating. So binge eating, which is eating a large quantity of food in a very short time period and almost feels very out of control, very frantic. And so when I started to binge, I was freaking out because I thought to myself, oh my God, I can't put that back on this weight, right? I can't gain this back. Everyone knows me as the girl who lost all this weight and this was my new identity. So I started to panic. And sure enough, I fell back into bulimia that had been kind of going on and off for since the age of 12, um, came back with such vengeance now that I'd gone into such restriction. And so when I say, you know, I, I, my bulimia kind of really picked up, I mean, it really picked up as in I would eat essentially two, 300 calories, maybe during the day, work out two, three hours, get home at night after work. 
and I would be buying hundreds of dollars on Uber Eats. So I was too afraid to have any food in the house, which meant that my cupboards were empty, my kitchen was empty completely. So because I thought that was, you know, how I was going to not binge was by not having any food in the house, which doesn't work at all. Um, but then what would happen is I would just end up on these crazy late night buying everything in sight, consuming everything as fast as I could, and then realizing, you know, what's wrong with me, you know, thinking I was broken, being terrified of any weight gain, and then throwing everything up. And so this went on for a long time, and I took on a ton of debt because it cost so much money to be spending hundreds of dollars a night on food, um, and it really just destroyed my life completely until I had this rock bottom moment where, you know, I was running up a mountain at 3 a.m. because I had too much trail mix and I was afraid that I hadn't purged all of the trail mix out of my system. So I went on a 30 kilometer run at 6 a.m. Yeah, so there's that. Well, it finished at 6 a.m. It started at 3 a.m. Anyways, so at that point, you know, I came back, I called the eating disorder hotline and I finally got help for the first time in my life and really opened up about bulimia and my struggles with anorexia, orthorexia, binge eating as well as my depression and anxiety. So I really just laid it all out there and I started to get help. Now, for me, I had a hard time with the traditional recovery systems with counselors and therapists just because I felt like they didn't understand me. They didn't understand the fact that I felt like a, a crazy person when I started to binge on foods and couldn't stop myself. And you know, I felt like a bit judged and I would go every week and bring up all these emotions and then I would just be leaving and I'd go back to work and I'd feel, you know, just so everything was brought up and I didn't know how to calm myself back down again without food. So then it kind of just perpetuated the cycle of needing food to kind of release and cope. And so I kind of had to do a lot of my own research and dive into recovery in my own unique way. And that is why I kind of wanted to share with you today some of my five top tips, my five tools for how I really started to get through bulimia recovery after struggling with it for 10 years. And towards the end, you got, I was throwing up 15 plus times a day. It was absolute madness. It was absolute madness. Um, I wouldn't wish it on anyone, which is why I'm creating this video so that hopefully it can help you if you are currently struggling because you deserve a life without this eating disorder. You deserve a life where you can eat food without fear, not restrict and not be binging. Um, and so that is what I'm going to do. So for the first tip, um, I want to share with you is I basically had to really base initially my bulimia recovery in some fear. Um, and so a lot of bulimia is the fear of, you know, weight, eight, like weight gain. Um, so eating too much food and then having that weight stay on your body. Um, and so for me, when I initially started recovery, I had to really focus on this one area, which was that when I'm constantly purging, when I'm constantly throwing up, it was causing my salivary glands to swell. And I'm going to butcher this name for sure, but it's like saladenosis. You guys, S-I-A-L-A-D-E-N-O-S-I-S. Basically, it's like it makes your cheeks look like chipmunks. Um, super puffy and as well as like your under eyes, um, they get really swollen and like protruded. Um, and so for me, like this was really scary that bulimia was causing my face to swell. It was causing my eyes to look puffy because, you know, at this point, all I cared about was my appearance. All I cared about was keeping my body small. And so the fact that, you know, consequently by me purging all the time, I was making my face really big was really scary. 
And so the first tip I have to you is that anytime you're thinking, okay, I'm going to go purge right now, I'm going to go eat a bunch of food and then throw up right after, think to yourself, I'm going to cause myself to have these like chipmunk cheeks and puffy and swollen eyes. And, you know, sometimes it happens for people while they're, um, while they're still like consistently purging. Sometimes it happens the first week or two after you stop purging. But regardless, it's one of those things where it can be so scary that your face is going to alter because of this. And I know for myself, I didn't really care about a lot of the other side effects. Like my hair was falling out. I'd lost my period. My skin had dried up. Um, you know, all these different things that I was kind of like, I don't even care anymore. You know, it was like an addict. You just do whatever to get the money to pay for the drugs kind of idea. Like I didn't care that I was causing all this harm, but I cared that my face was starting to morph and look really swollen. So one thing that was like the first thing for me was like, I had to think about the fact that, okay, if I go throw up right now, I'm going to make my cheeks look really puffy, which is going to make me look heavier. And so that tip for me, that was kind of that first kind of notch for me that just allowed me to really kind of pause and take a second and think, okay, do I actually want to do this right now? Um, Because it was going to make me look larger, which at that point, my recovery was like the absolute scariest thing. The second tip I have for you is to have constant reminders, constant reminders as in quotes, Sticky notes, everything, all these things. So basically what I've done, and I'll share my favorite quotes at the end of this video, so stick around for that. Um, But basically I researched and created a different Pinterest board um, that had all my favorite recovery quotes. Even things like, you know, I will get hungry again, or, you know, a bad day in, in recovery is better than any day with an eating disorder, or, you know, I destroyed my body for a peace of mind that never came. Like those kind of different quotes like that. And sometimes we we forget that we want to recover. Sometimes we have moments where we want to recover and other moments where we're like, I don't even freaking care anymore. Um, and so it helps to just have that constantly brought up to the front of your mind, like, why am I recovering? Why am I doing this? And so what I would do is I had covered my apartment in sticky notes. Um, so it was on my mirrors, it was in my kitchen, it was on my toilet, it was everywhere, it was in my wallet. Um, all these little sticky notes with these little quotes on it and reasons why I wanted to recover. So, you know, I even thought about think of mom and dad, think of, you know, your sisters, think of, um, you know, like the different quotes I would write out, like all these different things that would just cause me to pause long enough to think, do I actually want to go through with this? And so in addition to the different sticky notes and having that everywhere, I also had them scheduled into my phone. So it suggests to you that after you, you know, I think it's fun to create Pinterest boards of all the different quotes, like writing them out and then putting them into phone in your phone as a notification to come up even like 20, 30, as many times a day as you need. And, you know, we're always checking our phones. So if we're not always in a space where we're seeing sticky notes and stuff, but just having something come up on your phone that says you're worthy of recovery or you are so much more than your body or whatever that is. And constantly having that prompt come to the front of your mind can really, really help a lot. Um, So that would be a little, my second tip for you is to have all these little reminders and quotes coming up all over the place. Um, And with that, I would also suggest that you are changing up the quotes and changing up where you post them. Otherwise, you can start to just stop seeing them at a certain point. You just kind of get really used to them. So always be like changing them up, always be switching them, um, looking for new quotes, ones that resonate more, this or that, so that it's always kind of fresh in your mind and it doesn't just become, you know, just I forget that you see it anymore kind of thing. 
My third tip is to have a support system. Now, for me, I was convinced that I could just recover on my own. I didn't need anyone else. But the thing is that when you have an eating disorder, it's not really an illness of the body, right? It's an illness of the mind. And so you think you can recover, you think you can do it on your own, but you're not always in your right mind. You're not always thinking rationally. And so sometimes you need to bring in other people to really help facilitate those rational choices and to keep you accountable in recovery. So for myself, I know things really started to shift when I talked to my mom about it for the first time, which was the scariest thing. I still remember it was like a full body body shaking experience like it was like just think about it now I'm like oh my god it was terrifying but then she she was like hugged me and said you know like we're gonna get through this and I know everyone has different support systems and levels of people that they can really relate to but regardless of if it's an in-person you know, opportunity to connect with someone. There's so many support groups online. There's eating disorder hotlines, therapists, counselors, coaches, forums, all of these different things, Facebook groups. The list goes on and on and on, but I can promise you that I would not have been able to recover if I thought I was just going to be doing it on my own because you need someone in those moments to um, to really encourage you. And for myself, in those moments where I was like, I don't even friggin' care anymore, like I'm just going to go and purge, you know, thinking like, I know my mom is going to call me tomorrow and ask how are things and I'm going to have to tell her, hey, last night I had a rough night or last night I purged and blah, blah, blah. And um, knowing I didn't want to have that conversation, I didn't want to have that discussion, I wanted her to be proud of me and I wanted everyone supporting my recovery to be proud of me. And so I was able to bring it outside of myself and bring in other people who really helped me um, to overcome it. Uh, And I used to think really, you know, this it was like this burden that I had to bear. You know, it was my war, my, my, my battle basically to fight. But then I was able to bring in all these other people to help me win this battle together. And so I urge you to bring in other people in your recovery. And when it comes to having the support system, not even just in person, but also online. So again, there's so many different communities, but for me, really curating your social media, for example, to include a lot of inspirational people to help you see what life can be like in recovery. Because I know for myself, I never thought it was me possible to be happier at a different way or to be happy, you know, not having the opportunity to binge and purge and blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't realize that that life really existed for me because I hadn't seen it. All I saw on my feed was people who were in very tiny bodies, which I mean, it depends on the person. And if you're in a small body, it's absolutely great for you. But it wasn't natural for me to be in a very, very thin body, which I was forcing myself to be in when I was struggling with bulimia. And so it's important to curate your, your social media as well so that you see yourself represented and you see what life can be like in recovery. So it's really that inspiration for you. Um, so I invite you to follow different accounts on, for example, on Instagram. So Victoria Evans Official is my account. Definitely check that out. I'm always posting stuff. Um, my friend who also has an awesome account, at ED Recovery Girl. So ED and recovery and then girl is about G-U-R-L. Um, I also have another friend, Own It Babe, and also at Christy Harrison. 
So it's C-H-1-S-T-Y and then Harrison, H-A-R-R-I-S-O-N, at Recovery Warriors. I'll tag those all below for you. Um, that's just to name a few people, but can really help you to see what is possible in recovery and how your life can truly be better having released um, this disorder. So if you want more, uh, want more names, I have a whole stockpile of them. So just let me know, either drop a comment below or find me on Instagram and DM me, and I'm happy to send you a bunch more accounts that you should definitely check out and follow. Hey you guys, I just wanted to quickly hop in here and give a quick shout out to my past client, Sierra. Now Sierra finished my one-on-one coaching program, Craving Food Freedom, and she had to say that, before working with Victoria, I thought of eating in a black and white way. These foods are good and those are bad, and so I restricted myself feeling guilty for indulging in foods that I enjoy. I also went through bouts of depression, which increased my binge eating and my mindless snacking. The problem is that I didn't know when I was actually hungry. The truth was that I'd forgotten how to stop and listen to my body's cues for fullness and hunger. After working with Victoria, it's like I have a clean slate and an arsenal of techniques at my disposal. She helped explain why my body reacts the way it does and helped me understand just how strong my body can be when I take care of it. Now I actually enjoy my food. I take time to taste what I'm eating. When I start wanting to binge or reach for one of my past guilty pleasures, I have learned to take the time to notice and to look into why my body is having that craving and what my body is really asking for. Most of all, Victoria's helped me learn techniques to keep stressors from becoming anxiety points for me and how to eliminate some stressors completely. Thanks to Victoria, I have so much more confidence and her impact on me has made radical improvements in my life. So thank you so much, Syria. It was such an honor to work with you. And now back to the episode. My fourth tip for you is to throw the scale away. So I know you're thinking like, oh, if I throw the scale away, my my weight is going to take off and things are going to be out of control. But I promise you, it is the scale that is keeping you stuck in bulimia, right? So, you know, we, if our weight goes up, we think, oh my God, we're out of control. We need to restrict more. And then what happens when you restrict? You want to binge more. What happens when you binge, you end up purging. And so, or you're, you know, like it's, the weight is controlling so much of how you and eat different foods and in recovery you're healing right it's like you need to take care of your body to heal and having a scale it's just the opposite it's basically continuing on this disorder and so additionally i'm not going to lie to you when you start in bulimia recovery depending on how much you've been purging there's a really good chance that your weight is going to increase because of water weight Okay, because when you're always throwing up all the time, you become really dehydrated. And so your body is not getting enough water. Even if you think you are, regardless, when you are throwing up a lot, you're dehydrating yourself. And so initially, especially the first few weeks, there's a really good chance that you're just going to put on some water weight just to actually get yourself back to the place where your body is at a healthy place with water. Um, And so throwing the scale away removes that fear of, you know, oh my God, I can't believe I put on a few pounds of water, whatever it is, because there's a really good chance that your weight will go up for that reason only. So I used to think, oh my God, it's, I'm filled with fat now. I put on so much weight. Like it's, I ate so much and it's like, no, no, it was just water. Like just allow yourself, um, the freedom and do the self, do yourself a gift and throw the scale away because I promise you it is keeping you stuck in bulimia recovery. And I know it's super scary. Trust me. I literally had a full blown meltdown when I threw it away, basically had like a full, like a morning of this throwing away this scale because it was so scary. But I promise you that it will really, really, really help you. 
The fifth tip I have is to stop restricting. So I thought that I could just stop the binging, but keep the restriction aspect of it. Almost like if you have like a mathematical equation, it's like binging plus restriction equals bulimia. I thought I could just like get rid of the binging part, which would get rid of the bulimia, but keep the restriction, right? So I was like, I'm just gonna still eat like really low amount of calories, but I'm just gonna be better at not, um, not binging and not purging. But here is the thing, when you get too hungry, you actually set yourself up to binge. And it's basically like saying to yourself when you get too hungry, like, you know what, I think I want to spend my time later throwing up. That's essentially what you're telling, like what you're doing when you let yourself get too hungry. Because how your brain works, when your energy get levels are getting too low, when your body is like, whoa, we're, we're super energy deficient right now, you're going to get crazy urges to eat more high calorie, high sugar foods because calories are energy, right? So every time that we're restricting and thinking, oh yeah, we're going to compensate for the binge last night, or we're trying to be good today, or we're just basically trying to restrict to change our body size, we are telling our brain, hey... Um, we're super low energy right now, so later on we're probably going to try to get that energy levels way back up by eating a bunch of sugary, high-calorie food. And so don't let yourself get too hungry. Do not restrict because you cannot just not binge and keep the restriction aspect. Trust me, I tried. I promise you, I wouldn't lie to you. It does not work that way. Um, and so I can also send you a free screensaver. So I created a little wallpaper on my phone. Um, it basically goes through the different hunger hunger levels and fullness levels. So if zero is like, I'm about to fall over, pass out, die, I'm so hungry. And 10 is like, I'm so full, I can't move. Like I can feel the food all the way up to my neck, like, whoa, like rolling around, like that kind of deal. So basically with this hunger scale, it kind of says, shows you kind of the different points of satiation, when is a good time to stop eating, when's a, a good time to start eating, um, and it can just help you give a lot of clarity. And anytime you get to an extreme hunger, there's a good chance you're gonna get to extreme fullness. So keeping it kind of more in that mid-range of, I'm gonna start eating when I'm hungry, and when you start doing that, it's a lot easier to stop eating when you are full. So if you want me to send you that screensaver, be sure to just hop on over to Instagram. It is at Victoria Evans Official, and I'll be happy to just DM you that. So those are five super quick tips. I could literally go for days with different things. Um, so I'm actually a science-based intuitive eating coach, and so I go a lot deeper into these different tools, techniques, as well as the education um, about recovery in my online programs, and even on my Instagram account, where I really teach women how to stop food, fear, and guilt so that they can eat effortlessly and intuitively. So if you're interested in learning more about that, I absolutely invite you to check me out on Instagram. Again, that's at Victoria Evans Official, because you do not have have to do this alone. I know it's hard. I know it's scary, but you can absolutely do this and I am more than happy to support you along the way. All right, and stay tuned because I'm about to drop some of those quotes that I have on my Pinterest board in the end of this video, so be sure to take some notes. And again, I invite you to create your own Pinterest board of different quotes that can really help inspire you in your recovery. Best of luck going through all these different tips. Comment below if you find this helpful and add me on Instagram and shoot me a message as well if you have watched this video. All right, thank you so much for watching my first YouTube video. I hope you have a fabulous day. 
Hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Now, if you want more information on how to heal your relationship with food, I do offer a one-on-one coaching program called Craving Food Freedom. So for more information on that to apply to work with me, please check out my website at www.victoriaevansofficial.com. You can also find me on Instagram. And if you're listening to this episode, be sure to screenshot and tag me so I know you're listening. And that is at Victoria Evans Official. So find me there and shoot me a DM, always posting lots of content and dancing. I also invite you to join my private Facebook support group called Intuitive Eating Support Group for Badass Women. There I give trainings, lots of support, and lots of resources. Now you may have noticed in the episode that I mentioned I was going to show some recovery quotes at the end. So because of that, I've put together a nice little PDF for you to download so that you don't miss out on anything. So to grab that freebie, be sure to head to the show notes below. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Until next week, I hope you have a fabulous day. Bye-bye.